Welcome to the Jump Around with Blake Dudonis, my podcast on women's basketball. We're getting into that part of the season. Conference play right around the corner. We know who's really good. We know who needs to improve if they want to compete at the end of the season. And joining me today is one of the head coaches of uh, one of those really good programs. It's Louisville head coach Jeff Walls. Jeff is now in year 12 at Louisville and has turned the Cardinals into one of the premier programs in the country. Three Final Four appearances, two national championship appearances. They're ranked in the top five right now in both polls. And and Jeff's a guy who's not afraid to speak his mind. Uh, He's had such a quick rise up the coaching ranks and really has been successful since day one at Louisville. So I look forward to talking to him about his climb, about his team and his program there at Louisville, about them going forward. We'll have some fun with them as well. So I'll give Jeff a call right now, get him on the phone, and we'll be right back. This is the Jump Around. And we are back on the Jump Around, and joining me it is... Louisville head coach Jeff Walls. Coach, I do appreciate you taking time uh, in the middle of the season for me, and uh, you guys are off to a fantastic start, which is not really a surprise to anyone. Uh, And before I get into your team, uh, I want to dive into your background uh, a little bit. I know your claim to fame right now is a successful Louisville head coach, but I don't think many people know that you're the 202nd all-time leading scorer in Northern Kentucky men's basketball history. I mean, that's got to be at the top of your resume, right? You know what? That is the first thing that I normally try and bring up, and it it would have been much higher if I had not retired. Yes. Uh, after two 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 seasons of playing. Hey, that's you scored more points than I did, so I, I got I got to give credit to that one. Uh, no shame at all. You know what? I I say it all 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 the time. You know, I think one of the most important things in life is real to realize. When, when you're in over, over, over your head. And, uh, you know, even though it was only Division two basketball, the uh, good Lord did not bust me with very quick feet. And uh, after my freshman season, they actually t- took out the hand check rule. Uh, you know, so I was no longer allowed to just cup my the offensive player's hip. And when they made a move, shove him back, which is what you were taught my first year. Yeah. So I was okay. I was like, all right. Well, once they said I couldn't do that, I, I was wearing a neck brace at practice after getting whiplash from every kid driving by me. So after that's when I realized that uh, my playing career was, was was going to be cut short. Yeah, a victim of rule changes. That's that's unfortunate. Well, safe to say that worked out well for you. And before I get into your time at Louisville, it's it's so interesting for you as – a college player, you, you dabbled a little bit. You're coaching middle school. You're coaching high school, uh, and then before you're 30 years old, you're you're coaching at Nebraska. You're at Minnesota. Then you go to Maryland. I mean, did you could you have ever envisioned such a a fast rise through the coaching ranks? Because it's pretty incredible. No, I really, you know, in the state of Kentucky at the time, I graduated a uh, college with. In undergrad in education, I was going to be a business teacher and coach, 
And at that point in time, you still had to, you had five years to start your master's degree and then five to finish it or your teaching certificate was void. So, you know, my last two years of college, I coached my sister actually in AAU basketball <laughs> and uh, really enjoyed that. And as that progressed, I was actually really fortunate there. There was a two-year period where there were five players in the state of Kentucky that all five were ranked in the top probably ten in the country in their grad graduating class. My sister, Jamie Walls, and then Kyra Elzey, who's an assistant in Kentucky, both graduated at the same time. Yeah. Uh, the year before them, it was Shakari Fix, who was a starting point guard for Purdue when they won the national championship. Uh, Shay Lunsford, who started and played at Western Kentucky, and then Marita Porter, that went to Ohio State. So those five young women agreed to play AAU basketball with me. <laughs> so it was, yeah, for two years, we had one of the best teams in, in the yeah, country. And then after that, after that last year, I was offered a GA job down at Western Kentucky. So for me, I was just planning to go down there and get my, my master's degree and then get back into teaching and coaching in high school. And, um, the path just kind of changed, and after two years of Western, I go to Nebraska, and it's been 20, I think, three years since then, so it's been a little crazy. Yeah, it's been amazing, um, and when you take over Louisville, I mean, really, other than your your third year, you guys had a sub-500 season. Other than that, you've been nine games over 500 every year. You've gotten, you've won 309 games in your career, and you've only lost 96 of them. Uh, you've been to three Final Fours. You've been to two national championships. I mean, it's incredible. And we'll talk about, I want to get into that in a second, but has there been a low point in your career? Because looking at it on paper, you know, it's very easy to go, man, this guy just kept going up and he's been really successful as a head coach. Was there ever a low point? Well, I mean, it's, a, you know, it's been a journey. I mean, every year is different. Even that third year when we went 14 and 18, it's crazy it might, as it might sound. It was actually one of my most enjoyable years I've had. Hmm. And I can say that because we had four or five players that were injured and did not, you know, played maybe half the season, three or four games, and three of them were starters. So we, we took a lot of lumps injury-wise. But we were, at 14 and 18, we were in games in the old Big East, and we're getting beat by five or six that we should have been getting beat by 30. Yeah. You know, I had a walk on who I told at the beginning of the year she came she wanted to walk on plus I said I'd love to have you great kid great family I said now you probably won't travel you know what I'll, you can dress for home games but most likely you're not going to travel she's like coach that's fine by about the seventh game of the year not only was she traveling she was my starting point guard and I was carrying her bag to and from the hotel you know it's it's, it's, it was one of those years that you just look back and you're like, they gave us everything they had. We just, we weren't deep enough and we weren't good enough. But they were wonderful players and wonderful young women who I had a remarkable year with. Now, the record obviously didn't speak, didn't look like we did. But besides that, I mean, I've had a great time here. It's been a challenge year in and year out. But I work with great people. I've got a great staff. Um, and this is home for me. Yeah. Well, you guys have, have been 
pretty special, and I know you had a big win over Kentucky at home the other day. The Yum Center, I, I think, if people don't realize, that place, first off, it's beautiful, but it is amongst the loudest places in the country. Uh, when you when you took over the program, I'm sure you had aspirations, but did you did you ever see a point where you would have just you know, 13, 14, 15,000 people at your game screaming for your team. Did you ever envision that type of embracing from the community? No, you know, we we weren't sure that we could ever get to that. Now, the, the unique thing I think what really helped catapult our program was our first for our first two years we played in Freedom Hall. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then year, actually the first three, the first three years we were in Freedom Hall. And then year four, we moved down to the Yum Center. Well, in year three, I was fortunate enough to get Coach Summit at Tennessee to agree to be the first game in the Yum Center. Mm. So the men did not have the first basketball game in there. We did. And we had a lot of people in our city that wanted an opportunity to get in there to see what it was like. So they bought tickets to our game. So our first game against Tennessee, we had 22,000. That's amazing. And that was Shoney Schimmel's freshman year also. So the next thing you know, we get 22,000 in there, and a lot of them had never seen a women's basketball game before. Mm-hmm. And then they're watching a Coach Summit in Tennessee's team, and then they're seeing Shoney Schimmel and some of the other players that we had, and the response was unbelievable. It's golly, I never realized that these women were this talented. Yeah. And, you know, that kind of got things going for us. And since then, we've been able to average close to about eight to 9,000 for every home game. So it's been remarkable. Yeah, nah, it's pretty special for sure. And I think part of your success, I'm sure you would agree, is your coaching staff. Um, between Stephanie Norman, Sam Purcell, Samantha Williams, you've got coaches who have, have been there for a while and, and have you know led you guys to so much success. What... For you, I mean, it, as you know, it's kind of rare to see really anyone stick around a staff for six, seven, eight years, and you've got three of them that's been there for at least six. Uh, what is it about those three individuals that, that make them stick around, and, and how have they been able to help propel your program forward? Well, I think it's just the type of people they are and the quality of individuals. Uh, you know, Steph has been been with me for all twelve seasons, and she's had multiple op- opportunities to move on. Uh, Sam Williams, Sam Sam Purcell, the same thing. But I, I think a lot of it comes down to the fact that you know it doesn't matter who we're playing. When we walk out there, you're going to have it, it, it on a bad night. About seven thousand sh- uh, show up. Yeah, and they, it's just it's something we don't ever take for granted. And I think as, as a coach, you know, when you're looking at a possible opportunity to be a head coach, it's like, you know, if it's not the job, if it's not the, the perfect job for you, they're like, golly, do I really want to leave this? So we're fortunate that because of our fan base, because of the support we have here, I'm able to keep coaches around for a long time, which continuity, it goes a long way, especially with recruiting and developing mm-hmm. players. So it's been wonderful for me. I've got my sports staff. A lot, a lot of them have been here for the entire time also. So it's truly a family. As you know, when you come into work and it doesn't feel like work, it makes it a lot easier to get things done. Yeah, yeah, 
Absolutely true. I'm not going to get you in trouble, but um, that's okay. Uh, you uh, with the Kentucky game, uh, Jazz Jones, incredible alley oop play, uh, gets a technical after celebrating. Uh, even if you want to go back to the Final Four last year, I know it was a little different of a situation because it was a foul call. But Sam Furing got a technical. I'm not going to ask you about the specifics, so you don't. I don't want to cost you any money, and you come after me. But um, <laughs> part of I don't know if you agree, and please push back if you disagree. But we always talk about growing the game, you know, excelling the game forward, and showing emotions on big plays. Right? That's that's part of it. I feel like. Uh, do Do you feel like these are you know those type of things are things that we need to kind of work on and talk about to tweak to allow of hey I just made a big play it's okay for me to yell it's okay for me to show a half second of emotion yeah I mean I really do and it's something that I've made known publicly so it's nothing that that, that I haven't said to the, the media before uh, I do believe I mean I think if you want to grow our game you know and we are in a battle there's a lot of other sports that are making the climb and, you know, what are we going to do to continue to, to grow it? And part of it is the excitement. You, you People want to come and be entertained. And I'm, I completely understand sportsmanship. It was even Jasmine Jones' game, or the alley-oop in the Kentucky game. You know, for us, an alley-oop in, in women's basketball where you catch it in midair, finish over top of someone in midair, that's like a dunk in the men's game. Yeah. You know, we don't get a whole bunch of those opportunities. And she went up, if you've seen it or not, she went up and finished. Yeah. It, was, it was a pretty impressive finish. Landed, and as she was going back, simply yelled, let's go red. Because we were wearing red. It was our, our red out game. Mm-hmm. And she received a, te- a technical foul for it. And as I talked to the official, who's a really good official, a, 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 a really good, good person, I said, what did she say? And couldn't give me an answer. Well, I, I'm not sure what she said. I just know she, she said, said it towards the opponent. And I'm like, okay, guys, we're, it's way, we're getting out, out of control now. Yeah. You know, because you don't want to ruin and lose those types of opportunities. I mean, our time, that place was going nuts. Yeah. I mean, the excitement in the arena. So, now... You know, I watch men's game where somebody at dunk and they'll come down, you know, and they straddle the guy and they walk over over top of him. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? You're going to get a technical foul for that. Mm-hmm. If Jasmine had gotten up into her face and, you know, and screamed at her and pointed at her, you know, you're probably going to get a technical foul for that. But going backwards and just, you know, let, let's go red, that's where I'm like, okay, you know, I, I'm, I'm not... I'm just not sure that's the right call for our game. And even with Sam Fearing from last year, you know, she got frustrated that she fouled, so she slapped the floor. And I asked them the same question. I go, did she say anything to you? Did she make a derogatory remark towards you? Or that's a terrible call? Or, no. I'm like, well, she out of frustration. She slapped the floor. Yeah. You know, I just, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just a little too easy going on some, some things like that, but, I think you want the excitement in our game if we want it to continue to grow. Yeah. Now, that's just—I mean, you're you're up there in in Minneapolis right right now, and I had the opportunity to coach with Lindsey Whalen for a year. And I'm telling you, that's one of the things that the crowd lo- loved about Lindsey was the emotion that she that she played with her 
Janelle McCarble. Yeah. I mean, they were so much fun to watch because they had that type of emotion. And I think fans love that. Yeah, I I totally agree with you. Um, especially, I mean, we won't we won't harp on it because it's in the past. But I mean, I was at that Final Four game, and in that moment too, where it's like, hey, we don't even know if she's mad at the call or is she mad at herself? You know, is she frustrated with herself? So I'm 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 totally on board with you. So um, we'll continue on. Hey, do you remember your first technical foul? I, I'm I'm reaching there, but do you do you remember your first tech? Gosh, I think I've I've only had one. So, no. That is, uh, I was like, Jeff, I, that is not true. Uh, yeah, I, I, there there may have been two of them now. <laughs> no, you know, I, I'm not even sure when my first one was. Uh, and, and to be honest with you, like, I, I, I really tried to do a pretty good job of, you know, I'll tell an official, hey, that's a good call. That's bad. You know, mm-hmm. I, no, normally if I get them, I earn them. Yeah. So I'm fine with that, you know, because everyone, once in a while, there are such things, in my opinion, as a good technical foul. Absolutely. So, you know, so I have had a, a few of them, but I don't, I don't think I've had as many as people might, might think. You know, I, obviously, I've got my one-game suspension for the NCAA for the first round of the NCAA tournament this year. But I think what a lot of people don't know is I never received a technical foul in that game. Mm-hmm. So I never even received a technical foul in that set, that 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 semifinal game. Yeah. So uh, you know, there there haven't been as many as I think people might think. I just get loud. That's yeah, fair enough. That's fair. Um, I have a uh, a question for you, and this is going to be really off the off topic. Uh, are you okay. are you colorblind? I sure am. I'm red, uh, red, green, brown. Okay. All right. We uh we we had uh we had that question submitted. I, I think there's some skepticism that you actually are colorblind. I don't. You know, I'm not trying to. No, I I really am. It's uh, you know, if you've ever gone to the eye doctor and 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 they have that book, yeah, where yeah, yeah, yeah. there's no there's numbers inside each page that flips. There's a circle of colors and there is a number, and I forget what the test is actually called. I can see about the first two or three pages. And then after that, they all blend together. Uh, there's nothing worse than the fall, especially around here in the Kentucky area, Kentuckiana area, when the leaves change and everybody's like, oh, look how beautiful that red, that green. And I'm like, God, it's all the same color to me. You know? I understand. So, yes, yes, I'm, I'm colorblind and, and I stutter. So it, it's a struggle for me. Well, you know, it's it's interesting to me too with and maybe people, you know, don't realize but like with your stutter, you are one of the more outspoken people in this game. You're willing to toe the line with some of your comments. You're you're not afraid to kind of put yourself out there. Um this might be presumptuous of me, but I'd imagine that took time for you to gain that type of confidence. Is that true or have you always just been able to just power through and not worry about it? No, you know what? I, I never dreamed I'd even be in this position. When I first started, you know, and I saw what Paul Sandiford had to do, because that, that's who I worked for for my first six years with all the media. I was like, man, there's no way I'm, I'm going to do that. <laughs> I, I was never very comfortable around friends. And once I get to know someone, it's easier for me. Yeah. But until that point in time comes, it's a struggle. My, I mean, if you ever wanted a good laugh, 
you could just go back and Google my press conference 12 or 12 years ago when I got the job here. And I'll be the first to tell you it was terrible. I mean, I stuttered. I started sweating. It, it was horrendous. And after that point, I just realized, you know what? It's who I am. Yeah. If you don't like it, turn turn me off. Don't don't ask me a question, whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. And from that point on, after I realized, hey, you can only control so much, yep. it's gotten easier for me. Yeah. And then the cra- crazy thing for me, it's like I'm coming down right now with a little bit of a cold. And when I get a cold, uh, it gets worse. <laughs> so it's it's just something that I can tell when my stutter is going to get a little bit worse depending on how I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. And then the fun, the fun thing about it, though, is I'm a pretty sar- sarcastic guy at practice. I like to have fun. I'm going to joke with my players. And my players will come right back at me. If I'm trying to say something and I'm stuttering, they'll sit there and go, hey, coach, spit it out. Let's go. <laughs> you know, and I think that, and I think it's great because I've got that type of relationship with my players. Yeah. And I think that's another reason that we've had success here is they, they know that I love them and I care about them, but we're going to have fun as we're working hard. Yeah. No, that's great. Um, can you give me your favorite Angel McCautry practice story, please? Oh my, you know what? I've got so many from Angel. Uh, I've got, I've got as much time as you'll give me. Probably one of my, my best was, uh, you know, the one, the one thing I always say about Angel, she always cared about how, how she looked. I was always impressed every week, week or two, she went and got her hair done and, you know, the one, the one day she came to practice and she still had rollers up. And I'm like, Angel, what are you doing, man? She's like, Coach, my hairstylist was late. And if I take him out, I'm going to lose my curl. I said, all right, uh, I'm good with that. You know, so she, she went and got, and got a little pre, some pre-wrap and wrapped up her hair. And she, she came out there to practice. And, I mean, she's the best player on the floor. She's out there stealing passes, going in for layups. And after about the third steal, she, she went dry, drive in for a layup, and that, that little pre-wrap star started to come off. And she, she's got a little bit of a tail coming behind her. She makes the layup, and I said, guys, that's it. We are done for the day. Um, but that she, she just, her personality was contagious. Uh, we're actually going to be honoring our 2009 Final Four team on Saturday against Northern Kentucky. Awesome. And she is coming back. So everybody's excited to see her. That's great. But, I mean, we she really put this program on a level that obviously it had never been on before. Yeah. And uh, we've been very fortunate to be able to continue to keep it at a really high level. Yeah, well, I was going to say, Angel Bacatri and, and, you know, Asia Dura, they can they can get away with the curlers if they want to, right? You, when you're, when you're at that right. level, yeah, sure. That, no problem. That's no problem. <laughs> I understand. You're, you're exactly right. <laughs> Well, you guys do have Northern Kentucky on Saturday, and then you make a really sneaky, tough trip up to Central Michigan uh, next week. You guys had kind of this experience last year when going on the road uh, against a really good mid-major when you go to South Dakota State, and I think it's fair to say you guys escaped with the win there. Uh, now you're going to Central Michigan, a Sweet 16 team, and Sugar has got that team rolling. Um, it's very unique to see a Power 5 school be willing to go play these really tough mid-majors on the road. Uh, what What's the rationale there? What's your thought process in doing that? 
Well, I've always been a big fan. You can go back and look at our non-conference schedule for the past 10, 10 seasons. Uh, you know, we opened the year at Western Kentucky, at Chattanooga, at Boise State this season. Yeah. Three three games yeah. on the road. You know, and I know Central Michigan is not going to be an easy place to go play. Sue does a remarkable job. I think they returned four of their five starters from this 16 team. But I think it's good for our game. Uh, and I say this with the utmost respect to every team that we play, but how am I supposed to get prepared to go play at Duke, at Virginia, if I don't know a little something about my team in the non-conference, playing somebody in a good environment on the road? And the neat thing about going to your Western Kentucky, your Chattanooga, your Central Michigan, when I look at their schedule, it, they don't have a bunch of, BCS teams that are willing to come and play at their place. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times we we can be that that marketing game. So when we go places at Boise, they had over four thousand people. So it was a great environment for our kids to have to play in, yeah. and it gives me a little knowledge of okay, what are we going to do when we go play against somebody that's got a hostile crowd? So that so that's why I do it. And I just think it's good for our game. I, I think if we're really going to try and grow our game, it's what we're, uh, we're we're supposed to do, and and we'll and we'll keep doing it here. Yeah, no, I love it. I think it's great. Um, with you guys, and I'll, I'll get you out of here on this one. You guys have. Uh, the Northern Kentucky Central Michigan game, and then ACC plays here, which seems crazy that it's already upon us. But uh, for you guys going forward, uh, I don't know if you're a goal guy or anything like that, but what what does success look like for this team? Obviously, you're shooting for a national championship, and you guys have the talent to do it, but what for you to go forward and the season ends, is it national championship or bust, or are you kind of a guy that focuses more on the process of getting there? No, we really try and focus on the the, the, the process of what we're, we're doing. Our goal is definitely to hopefully get back to a Final Four and have a chance to compete for a national championship. Uh, you know, but like I, I've said it all, all along, the unique thing about basketball and the reason they call it March Madness, and, and, I, and it's one of the, the best months of, of the year when you look at the men's game and the, the women's game is once you get into the tournament, you know, you you got to have a little luck too. Mm. You know, if you look at last year's Final Four. What an incredible three games were played, and there's a little bit of luck. I mean, you go back and you can look at a lot of plays and a lot of things that took place during all three games, and it's like, golly, how in the world did that just happen? <laughs> how did that ball not go out of bounds? Yeah. You know what? What a bounce on the shot. So. I, I, I tell our players, and I'm, I'm a firm believer in this, once you get to the Sweet 16, anything can happen because everybody's pretty darn good. Uh, and it's not the best team doesn't always win. It's the team that plays the best that night. Mm-hmm. And I've always been a big believe, believer in that. I, you can go back to two, 2013. If we played Baylor 10 times, we may have only won once. But we picked the one time to win that mattered the most. Yeah. And that's what makes it crazy. That's why I always say when you watch the NBA playoffs, uh, Major League Baseball, 
normally the best team wins. When it's a best of seven, mm-hmm. you might get lucky and win one, uh, one or two, but to win four of them, it, 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 it's tough. Mm-hmm. So in our game, it, it's what makes it so exciting. You you never know what, what, what might happen. Yeah, so true. Um, you know what? I lied to you. This is my last one. I want to give you a chance to speak on something. Um, Louisville women's basketball program, people that, you know, don't know you that well, people that uh, only watch you when you're on, on TV, whatever. What's, what is the message you'd want to give to them, to recruits, to whoever? Uh, what would be, if I just get out of the way, take that question however you want, I want you to end on saying whatever you want about your program. Well, you know, I would just encourage anyone, even if you're not from Louisville, if you're in this area during a women's basketball game to stop in and just look at the environment, look at what we do. You know, I have the utmost respect for all of our fan base. Uh, After every home game, win or lose, I talk to my team for about a minute and a half at half court after the game. We do not go back into the locker room after the game. We talk at half court, and then three or four of our players, they each have a corner that they go to after every game, and they sign autographs. And the lines are all the way up the steps. And it's easy to do after a win. But, you know, after a loss, you really have to be able to turn it on and off. And I think it just shows the type of young women that we have here, the character that that they're made of. Because I'll tell you, I've seen it where, you know, a, a, a six or seven-year-old comes down to a player and is like, oh, my God, you were great tonight. I love watching you play. And she had just missed a free throw to win the game. Mm-hmm. and Or you got beat on back-to-back plays and gave up the two layups that led to the final four points and you lose. I've seen it happen and I've watched my players, how they interact with those fans and they do a remarkable job. And that's one thing I I would encourage you to come out and just not watch what kind of basketball players we have here, but the type of people we have, because at the end of the day, sure wins and losses are how we're judged as as coaches, but I'm, I'm just as proud, if not even more, the fact of the type of young w- women that leave here when they're finished, I, I, you know, I'm really excited for what they're going to do after college. Yeah. Well, it's certainly been a successful run for you and your teams, 10 and 0, uh, number three in the coaches poll, number four in the AP poll. And, um, certainly one of the best teams in the country and coach, I really appreciate you taking the time to, to join me today and, and look forward to seeing you guys continue to have success as the season moves on. I appreciate your time. And anytime you need need somebody on and want to talk some some basketball, I'm always here. And uh, thanks again. All right, we'll take you up on that. We'll talk to you in March again. How about that? That sounds great. Big thanks again to Louisville head coach Jeff Walls for taking the time to join me today. Ten and zero Louisville. The look to be twelve and zero entering ACC play, and certainly will be amongst the best teams in the conference. Thank you for listening to The Jump Around, whether you're listening on SoundCloud, Google Play, iTunes, whatever it may be. If you listen to us on iTunes, if you could leave a rating or review, that would be greatly appreciated. You can find me on Twitter, as always, at Blake Dudonis, with your thoughts, comments, and I'm always up for a little basketball banter. Until next time, 
This is the jump around.